Hello, and thanks for watching At the Forefront, FinTech Conversations. I'm CJ Lengua, Vice President of Account Management at Forefront, and today it is my pleasure to be with Eric Soderberg, co-founder and co-managing partner of Forefront. Eric, thanks for your time today. Glad to be here, CJ. Awesome. So in today's episode, we'll be exploring some of the advice that Forefront put forward in a recent blog post, Eight Tips for Managing Marketing During an Economic Downturn. We'll include a link with this video for those who'd like to read more, but stick around to the end for some additional exclusive color from our seasoned team of marketers <laughs> and a few out-of-the-box ideas that you can start putting into play. So Eric, I think it's safe to say you've been around the block a couple of times. <laughs> Can you tell uh, us how is it is true. you've come to know about marketing during a downturn? <laughs> That's right. Well, thank first thanks again for having me, CJ. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think my career is long enough that I've experienced a downturn or two. Um, but I but I would also uh, offer that when we talk about like tips and tricks for trying to save money in mm. marketing programs. Look, it doesn't have to be an economic downturn. You could be a small startup on a really tight budget. You could be a Absolutely. huge firm on a tight budget. So I think. These do apply um, in a lot of different scenarios, but yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about and sharing some of the tips and tricks that we that we have. Awesome. Yeah. So let's dive right in. Uh, so one area that our blog post highlights is events. That's an area right. where marketers can potentially gain some efficiencies. That's certainly a domain that's seen a lot of change over the last 10 plus years and absolutely just in the last couple of years since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so, Eric, what are some of Forefront's top tips for for uh, for event marketing, uh, whether it's during an economic downturn or, as sure. you said, anytime? This this is probably worthy of its own show because I think <laughs> you can go on for an hour and a half talking yeah. about trade show tips and tricks. Let's add um, it to the list. Yeah, I would I would offer though that before we even start talking about a few of the money saving sort of things, I think like big picture when you start to think about an an event program, you have to have a plan for that program, right? So you 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 need to decide what are you even going to be going to these events for? Is it for awareness? Is it for lead gen? That can inform a lot about your strategy. It can inform a lot about the events that you pick. Um, which are, regardless of your strategy, however, one big thing that you gotta do is, if you can, is commit to these shows early. And this is hard. Everyone wants to hold off and hold off and, and think, well, geez, is there a better event coming that I want to go to or not? Y you need to decide early so they can get your name and your logo in the program and all the materials that go out from these event organizers, which are unbelievably like they're they're limitless, right? The amount of promotion. Oh, yeah. they so commit early, get in early. That is a huge thing. Now for money saving tips, first off, don't be afraid to ask your stuff. Can I get an extra ticket? Absolutely. Can I move my booth a little further over there? It seems, is it definitely blocked? Is it not blocked? Do a little negotiation. I think uh, conference organizers in this space are happy to have those, those conversations. Um, very easy one. Ship your materials early. I know that sounds obvious, but I can almost guarantee most people listening to this program, they work in marketing department or sales department. Hmm. They're overnighting them. The last yeah. day. It's what always <laughs> happens and it's cost triple the price. Do not do that. Yeah. The other thing, and I'm going to save one good one for the end, but another thing is mm. when you go to bigger shows, a lot of times you will, they'll say, oh, there's a labor fee to set your booth up. Don't accept that to be a fact every time. Make mm. sure you see the paperwork. Make sure you read the details because oftentimes if you can assemble your booth, I forget, it depends a little bit on the, on the event space, but 
with one tool in less than two hours, an individual can do it themselves and you don't have to sure. pay. So make sure you look at those rules on that. So again, we'll save another event tip for the land, but that, that's all. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And, and specifically regarding asking for extra things uh, and negotiating, uh, you know, I think one thing that, that that marketers ought to keep in mind is you might sign a contract six months in advance. You can still go back a month before the event and ask for another ticket. They might be happy to give it at that point in time, discounted heavily or even for free. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you know, lot, lots of opportunities there for sure. There's some really good advice there. Yeah. Um, another tip that we shared in the blog post uh, talks about engaging with partners, uh, doing some partner marketing. And that could be through events, uh, potentially doing joint events, sharing some of the costs there. But there's it's all it's really it's part of a bigger story around partner marketing in general. So uh, we'd love to hear some of your experience, uh, whether it's going to industry conference organizers, uh, sort of locking arms with a with, with yeah. a you know a friendly firm or, or even doing some other uh, partner marketing initiatives. That, that, is, that is true. I mean, if you think about it at a really basic level or very high level, mm -hmm. um, you know, doing things with a partner is like a pretty easy way to like double your audience exposure. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, I like cut the price in half. So <laughs> why don't you do this like more often? Yeah. Um, so if you think about things like uh, doing a webinar, why not have a partner join you? You're going to be advertising this webinar. They will be advertising it with their emails, with their social, with their newsle newsletters. Even if people don't come in droves, you've got way more exposure through both those channels. So should always consider those sorts of things. Um, when it comes to trying to save money, um, look, um, in-person events, renting a space at a local restaurant or bar, doing that with a partner, same effect. They've got their invite list, their, their prospects of yours and theirs and vice versa. And you can cut the price of that event in half. Double the people, half the price. Super easy thing to remember. Um, and you mentioned trade shows, CJ. I would say if you're considering sponsoring dually and having a breakout session together, I think all the things that I just discussed apply. Hmm. The one place I'd probably stop short of is the shared booth. Because hmm. that ends up being... A complicated yeah. whose booth it's unlikely you can each have a booth and then it's almost like it's it's you know you are you are if if say it was um if it was your company's booth yet you had your partner with you and they approach and they're expecting to hear about your company and now they're hearing about something different yeah. it's not set up it's too it's too loose mm -hmm. um that could be problematic. So all these things are great. That's the one area where I've seen it become problematic. So I'd, I'd, I'd stop short at uh, joint booth purchasing. I think, I think I'd agree with you on that one. Uh, <laughs> you might even have to prepare like a one-off uh, booth for that. And then, and then you start yeah, to chip away at the, uh, the economic efficiencies that we're trying to <laughs> talk about here. The partner's not going to want to see the other material you have at your booth from your other partners, right? Yeah. It's, it gets tricky. So. Yeah, I can I can see that for sure, for sure. Yeah, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, you know, let, let's uh, we, we've been talking about some of these uh, you know sort of in person experiential type uh, uh, you know initiatives working with partners. Let's talk about data. Uh, so a couple uh, tips in our blog post present ideas on how to use data to inform decisions. That's always a best practice. Soft 100%. market boom times doesn't matter. You need to be using <laughs> right. data, uh, but especially when every dollar that goes out the door is under the microscope. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so, so what we're telling readers to do is, you know, use data to guide those spending and even other resource allocation uh, yeah. decisions yeah. and to take a close look at ad spend, for example. So Eric, we'd love for you to unpack these for us a little bit. 
Yeah, you know what? How much is there to unpack, really? Like, if you think <laughs> about it, it's like you should always be doing this, right? But when when money is tight, you got to take this seriously. Yeah, you should you should think about this in good times and bad. Certainly, when you're planning a year, just make sure you're going to be paying attention to measuring all the stuff that you do to the extent possible. Um, one obvious thing is I think uh, many, many firms out there may have Google ads set up, LinkedIn mm -hmm. ads set up, and it's almost like a set it and forget it sort of thing. Remind yourself to, to check in on these programs. <laughs> remind yourself that they're actually ongoing. Um, so that's, that's a, should be a no brainer. Although we've seen times where people say, Oh yeah, I forgot I had, I had, you know, I was doing the Google ad stuff. <laughs> um, but measure everything. And when you think about like everything from like, Emails, which are free, right? It doesn't really cost you much to send out emails. How are those performing? I spent a lot of money on have someone else write a white paper for me. Should I do that again? Well, how did it perform last time? I mean, every one of these activities, you really want to know because when times are tough, you, you want to be able to make the right decisions and spend the money when you should and and don't spend it when you should, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like a sort of a combination of best practices on an ongoing basis, but also contingency planning. Um, you know, I, I think over a long enough career, we we all see downturns. You know there's another one coming. Yeah. Uh, it might surprise you when it happens, but it shouldn't surprise you that it happens. That's uh, right. And I think, in, yeah. in, and I'd say to that, it's, it's, some, it, it's sort of measurement stuff, but, you know, mm -hmm. webinars, right? Mm -hmm. um, inexpensive, if not zero to yeah. do those um yes you'll have to come up with some some emails to promote and some linkedin posts but these are typically free and webinars they're they're a good source of raising raising awareness visibility uh lead generation as well so that's a program that's pretty tried and true i think in good times and bad but particularly when you're on a budget that's a good good program absolutely webinars are, are it, it's one of those it's kind of almost like what we're doing here, right? We're, we're offering a little bit of free value uh, to, to engage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe it'll lead to some conversations, right? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. exactly. So, you know, uh, this has been a great conversation so far, you know, illuminating and yet grounded, right? Yeah. yeah. Why don't we have a little fun? Um, yeah. I think we've all been waiting to hear some out of the box ideas from a marketer who's seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what are some new and novel tactics that marketers might be able to consider? Yeah. So um, I got one, one, I think is a good one. Um, mm. But I would say generally speaking, I, I've had over the years when I was before Forefront in-house, we used to have like contests where who can mm. come up with the best money saving ideas for, sure. for all sorts of things. Um, marketing being one of them, how can we get clever um, and not, and not, and not break the bank. Um, so I would, I would always encourage people to do that. A uh, couple ones that, that, I don't know if people think about enough. Uh, one is bartering. Mm. Um, and I'll go back to the trade shows and the conferences again, where, um, you know, these tickets sometimes aren't aren't cheap, right? 1500 bucks, 2000 bucks, 2500 bucks. Yeah. And it might just so happen that you have a newsletter that you send out to 5000 people once a week. Maybe it's a morning note that you send out because you're a brokerage firm. Why not offer to the event organizer, hey, I'll run some ads for you in exchange for a ticket. Doesn't mm -hmm. cost a penny, could save you 2,500 bucks. Think about the bars you can offer with your digital properties, newsletters, website, blogs, podcasts, you mm -hmm. name it. And definitely look for those channels that you have where you can offer them to others in return for things that you might want. So that's one. But I must say, my favorite one is this one. I This and I think the principle still holds. Um, 
we always wanted to have demos at our booths back in the day. And of course, that was going to require a monitor. Mm. Well, it used to be a TV or monitor, a big one, you know, the bigger, the better. And in order to do that, you had to spend back in the day. I don't want to date myself too much. There were lots of money. Um, and then you had to buy a case, a protective case. And these were another thousand dollars for a case. And then you had to ship these things, mm -hmm. a few hundred down, a few hundred back. So here's the tip. Um, buy one of these TVs on site, raffle it off at your booth as a nice giveaway. Mm -hmm. Thing is going to cost you $200. There's no shipping. There's no box needed. And you have a nice giveaway for the event. I love it. So that would be my favorite tip of all. I Buy it. your monitors on site and raffle them. I, and I you, get a happy, you get a happy prospect out of it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've, seen some of these, I've seen some of these rate cards to rent a TV for three days at a conference. Oh. It could cost twice as much as just buying it. I mean, it just, it just makes a ton of sense. If you can, if you can. It gets tough when you're in these, you know, out of the way places, but you're in yeah. a major city. There's going to be a, a best buy around the corner. Buy yourself. Absolutely. Food. Absolutely. Or, you know, honestly, nowadays, Amazon Prime, you could probably order one on Amazon, <laughs> ship it to your hotel. Ship, ship for free. Yes. You <laughs> Still cheaper than renting from the conference. Exactly. Oh, man. That's uh, too funny. Eric, no, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, for your invaluable insights. Yeah, no. And thank you to all of our viewers and listeners for tuning in. Uh, just to quickly recap before we break. So uh, today's episode, we talked about maximizing ROI on events. We talked about sharing costs and resources resources with partners to uh, efficiently expand the reach of your efforts. Uh, talked about using data to inform decisions. Um, and we even stepped outside the box a bit and had a little bit of fun. <laughs> Uh, so for more insights on managing marketing during a downturn and countless other topics, uh, we invite you to head over to ForefrontComs.com. That's comms with two M's. Um, click over to our news and insights section to learn more, uh, including a tip or two that maybe didn't make it into the podcast, but you'll find in the blog post associated with this. Uh, we've also got a fantastic catalog of uh, episodes of this podcast at the forefront. Now over two dozen, including special appearances by industry thought leaders, putting this advice into practice day in and day out. Uh, finally, if you'd like to hear, learn about how Forefront has helped clients uh, in, in all climates, uh, Forefront's been in business now through downturns, through the pandemic, through boom times, you can check out our case studies on our website as well. Uh, again, Eric Soderberg, co-founder, co-managing partner of Forefront, CJ Langwood, VP of Account Management. Thanks everyone for your time today, and we hope to see you again soon.